You are now listening to I Have No Personality, a personal journal of my thoughts as an overthinker speaking my truth about this circus called life. My experience as a young lady in her early 20s uncovering life's game through overthinking and living through the chaos. Hopefully through my thoughts, you find similarities that make you feel that you're not so alone in your own thoughts and you can finally be inspired to not fit into the box that society has created for you, but to be genuinely yourself. Hi babes, hi guys, welcome to another episode of I Have No Personality and I'm your host Imali. On today's episode, join me as I think of how to embrace my role as the main character in 2022. I think it's been a long time coming from COVID and Omarion virus and mental illness that I just want to keep being, you know, myself, but you know, there's this whole viral TikTok about you should start romanticizing your life. I think that was where this whole phase of a main character came in. And I kind of like the idea. Unknowingly to me, I've always been the main character in my life. But today I want to sit with you guys and actually think of how that has been for me and why that is that I've always been the main character in my life. And you know, how I want to keep being the main character in my life and not like backslide into thinking that I must fit into another person's idea of me or their life. It's been a long way coming from that. So join me as I think through all that. (laughs) I'm currently recording this podcast um, in France. I can't believe that it's been three weeks since I came back from the beautiful wild Christmas I had (laughs) in in Lagos honestly this is I would consider this wild because you know I am a homebody I love to be indoors and you know cuddle in my pajamas and dance in front of my mirror I'm that kind of person so this time for the first time in a long time I was like I told my best friend, we have to go out every single night. No sleep. We're out. No sleep. And I tried doing that, but honestly, it didn't work out like that. But I was out most nights and other nights I was in... I was probably like going to catch movies with friends and uh, probably like getting shisha. I don't know. I can't remember that the whole Christmas kind of is a blur. (laughs) It, It was and honestly i have decided that this is the best time to quit alcohol (laughs) i actually i actually quit alcohol like last year if i'm being honest but i i revolted into drinking alcohol you know this christmas we were in the club there was vibes so i had to drink we took shots but like after like the third night I was like, nope, no alcohol for me anymore. I'm done. And I didn't. So I was so proud of myself that I didn't. So back to France now. I've taken two exams. That's how intense this semester has been. Yes. I've been back two weeks and I've had two exams. So this the schedule for my courses this semester is like we do we finish a whole course in a week we finish a whole course in a week so it's really very it's really fast and classes are very intense we have classes in the morning and we have classes in the evening so that has been my week (laughs) 
the past week since I came back from Lagos. Um, I've been overthinking this whole happiness thing might be a scam too because I haven't been feeling so productive this past week. The first week I was so excited because it was like back to school. The energy was there. I was pumped. The second week, it was like I was dragging myself. I think it was how the week started. I looked at my timetable. I knew I was having classes, but I thought the classes were going to be in class. And I got dressed, went to school and getting there, I realized that the classes were online. So thankfully, I had my AirPods. So I put my AirPods on and I was listening to class while I was walking back home. It was so cold. When I got to the bus stop, I stood there for like 15 minutes. I think it was like 25 minutes. Very, very cold. Till the bus came. Yeah. So it was like, it kind of like set the tone for the whole week. The whole week was very grumpy for me. But the lecturer was like really nice. She's Russian. So she taught us a little bit about the Russian culture. The course is uh, this cross-cultural communication. The course has really helped review some of my cultural communication issues. <laughs> I realized that I come from a very high contest society. So there is high contest and low contest. Okay. And now I have to go deep and like explain this whole thing. So the cross-cultural communication course is just like the name says it's about communication. Most of the miscommunication and conflict that happen in the workplace either result, like mostly results from, you know, especially in a very diverse work space, it's result from their cultural differences. To paint a scenario for you, coming from Nigeria, we are very high contest in the way we speak, which means we really do not say things exactly how we mean them. So to give an instance, let's say a boy is talking to a girl and the girl wants to ask the boy, do you have a girlfriend? Instead of her going directly to be like, do you have a girlfriend? In Nigeria, everybody knows that once a girl says this or like responds to your question with this, like, for example, you tell the girl, would you like to come get popcorn or do you want me to call you in the evening or do you want to take a walk later okay for contest in nigeria we really don't take walks but <laughs> that just popped up in my head so do you want to take a walk later and her response is do you want your girlfriend to come and beat me she is saying in that moment and she's asking you indirectly in high context do you have a girlfriend so that became very clear to me that I come from a society that is predominantly high context. Not that there are people in that society that are not low context too that say what they mean, but it's a general thing. The fact that any Nigerian listening to this now would understand what I mean by that is culture. That is what culture entails. So this course really dissects into the whole structure that guides us on how we see life and how we communicate with other people and I really loved it. I'm proud of myself for choosing this course. Honestly, I did not even expect it to be this insightful. I just thought it was like going to be related to majorly business. Yes, it's very business centered, but 
you have to view culture from your personal perspective. You have to view culture with your own lens. So instead of criticizing other people, you'll be like, why do I think that this person's way of life is not the best? Because I have found myself most times just like going directly like, mm, why, why does this person do this like that? It's supposed to be like this. Not realizing that I am looking at life with my own lens and I am viewing life in this body and I can only know the experiences that I've had or I can only know as far as this body can take me. Yeah, so this course... I really loved it and I enjoyed it. You can actually look up courses and TED talks on this particular aspect of management. You have YouTube or Google. There would definitely be information there. I've definitely seen lots of information and articles about it. So yeah, back to uh, how my week has been and really asking if happiness is a scam because I am so privileged to be in France right now that I think but um, in my head I'm like I really want to be back home in Nigeria the weather here is shit it's so cold this morning is like minus one degree like why why is it so cold and you have the heater on but you still feel cold I really love to drink cold water but I can't because yeah if I drink cold water I'll be fidgeting your clothes is like when I wear my clothing, it just feels weird. There's too many clothings. Although I'm experimenting with my style because of the weather, yet I still feel like so heavy because I can't see my body. And I really want to feel sexy. I want to see my body, but I'm not able to see my body. So my happiness has really been <sighs> tilting a lot this past week since I came back. And it's really made me like think you know can I really sustain this pursuit for happiness and always being in a place where I am in a good place but obviously that is not realistic right or is it just me you can always be in that state and I think happiness and sadness they're like a whole circle it's not like the brother and sister they're the same thing happiness is the same as sadness because when i'm feeling an emotion it comes from a certain place and if happiness as in is an emotion then that means sadness is an emotion too and all these emotions come from the same place but they are triggered by different things so it's the trigger that is different this is me just like dissecting into the whole situation right so if my trigger is what would cause that energy to defer into being happy or sad then i should the main problem here is identifying what would trigger me to constantly be in a state of happiness which is kind of psychotic honestly who wants to be happy all the time i mean some people want to but i'm a cancer and i love to cry like that good old cry and the sigh and then drinking water and your puffy eyes and you look in the mirror like it's so magical the whole experience my cancers would understand ah that good old cry <laughs> but i haven't like cried in a while have i i haven't cried in a while but i've been so sad and not feeling happy and i've decided that this year instead of focusing on 
because I have realized personally to me, the issue here is not uh, the source of the emotion because the source of the emotion is the same thing. The issue is the triggers. I've decided that I would place important things that make me happy, be it in notes. Like I have this magnet on my fridge that I keep notes on and a picture with my best friend and my ex-dog, Mouse. I used to be a, a dog mom, but I had to move, so I had to give. I, I don't really think I'm a pert person. No, I say this with all kindness. I don't really think I'm a pert person, but yeah, I have the picture of my dog, Mouse, on my fridge. That's how pet person I could be. Like, I mean, I'm trying, but I really had fun with him. He was my companion throughout COVID. My sweet, cute Chihuahua Mouse. He's so cute and, oh, mm, let's not even go there. So I have a picture of him on my fridge and my best friend on my fridge. Uh, like a picture three, three of us stick together. I have it stuck on my fridge. So even be like putting like tiny notes on my fridge or like little photographs that make me feel happy or displaying my bags or my shoes out or if I buy a new jacket, just like putting it in the front of every other jacket I've had, like things like that sparks joy to me. And lately I've also started cooking. Yeesh. That is a new one. Yes, I started cooking. I even took some pictures. Honestly, the food, the taste of the food is not bad. Not that I can't cook. I just don't like cooking. And I also cannot cook, to be honest. <laughs> but I've been trying and I'm not using like any recipe. I do know like recipes to food because I've seen my mom cook. I've seen my sister's cook. I've watched tutorials on YouTube. I'm not following tutorials step by step, but I'm trying my best to like top of my head what I measure the ingredients and um, what I think would taste good. I'm just like freestyling the whole thing. So I and hopefully most times it works out but other times I had to throw the food away which I felt bad for but it had to be done so yeah I started cooking to spark joy in my life and I started you know uh, discovering new things more anyway honestly I don't not have time to discover new things like I want to in terms of like places in Dijon. I haven't gotten the time to really explore the town. I have like walked in the city center, like taking walks and taking pictures here, just like the popular area, but I haven't really explored the town. Last year, everywhere was new to me. I was just trying to balance moving. This year is so cold, so I'm waiting for summer when when the sun comes out again. Funny thing is the sun comes out, but the whole weather is still like really cold, but then there's sun. So the sun doesn't really have like much effect. You just have that glowing feeling of sun on your face and that's it. But it doesn't change how cold it gets. So I haven't got some time to explore, which I think, you know, it would spark happiness and trigger that emotion happiness in my life. So happiness is really not a scam. It's just like the pursuit of it and how seriously that the whole propaganda of how to stay happy is really going because that is, it's not even a reality. It would not what you cannot. It's, are you a psycho? Why would you be happy 24 seven? That's not realistic. Life, apart from being realistic, let's even remove realism here. 
you cannot be 100% happy all the time. Do you know why? Because life happens. You do not exist in this world alone. You exist with other people. So, yeah, the factor that other people can possibly affect the source of your happiness. <laughs> yeah, you cannot constantly be happy. So I, you know, propaganda this year, I'm leaving that train of thoughts that I have to constantly be in that place of happiness this year and take everything as they come because life really happens. And that leads us to today's topic. Wow, really, we haven't entered today's topic. We have not. We're about to get into today's topic. And today's topic is going to be a fast one, really. And is how do I embrace my role as the main character in 2022? I've unconsciously been a priority in my own life. Unconsciously, I've always put myself first. I've always been very rebellious and did my own thing. But during COVID and becoming a young adult, I think COVID was like the transition into becoming a young adult for me. So that's why I would make a lot of references to COVID. So please bear with me in case you hear it a lot. The whole transition into becoming an adult, I started becoming more conscious of myself I started becoming conscious of like my feelings. I started becoming more conscious of my thoughts. So instead of just like having thoughts and concluding that that is like what is really my reality, I have learned to differentiate my thoughts from reality and my assumptions too, because it's very easy to go into that. Oh, I think it's like this. So it's like that. Mm -mm. Sometimes it could just be your feelings are or like you've triggered a past memory that seems similar or that feels similar but it might not be it so that journey of becoming the main character i think for me consciously now it has to do with knowing who you are being the main character is knowing that you are the one that possesses your body you are the one that have your thoughts you're the one that is in control of your life it might not seem like that at first as a teenager you have your parents telling you what to do i think as teenagers is like when we realize like life is really happening some people are really like early bloomers that knew stuff about life at seven eight ten those are people i think that re- like life experiences really hit them at an early stage maybe their parents got divorced or a parents passed away or something traumatic happened to them, maybe an accident or they got sick. They really learn about life at a very early stage. But some of us, like we started being conscious about this whole life thing at our teenage years, at 17, at 16. And this could be very overwhelming if you don't have guidance. Some of these guidance too, they haven't even woken up to the reality of life. Some of them we're still in that fantasy before they woke up to life they probably do not know what they're doing so becoming a young adult now and realizing that my parents probably didn't know what they were doing they didn't even know the best way to take care of five kids with different personality types i'm gonna say different personality types because as a young person that you haven't known yourself you haven't explored anything you act a certain way Everyone knows you act a certain way. The stubborn boys are the stubborn boys. The 
sassy girls are the sassy girls the quiet ones are the quiet ones like as teenagers everybody can really tell what category you fit into but it was so difficult for them i can imagine to handle all that and that is how i got to let go of the resentment i had for my african parents honestly i that was the only way i could heal from that just knowing that as a main character you have to go through that phase that you let go of the stereotype and go into the journey of finding who you are because you cannot be a main character if you don't know the script that you're playing I found that paying attention to even the tiniest detail about my life like what is the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning for me I stretch like I just stretch not exercise I just stretch and I go and pee some people once they wake up in the morning they grab their phone so as little as being conscious of tiny is significant things you probably consider insignificant details about your life would help you see a bigger picture of who you are because let's say i'm not a morning person and knowing that i'm not a morning person would enable me not pick up morning shifts at work so i serve my energy in the morning and when i know that oh in the evening i would be more productive i'll fix everything for evenings so you see how these tiny details that I started noted about my life kind of helped me see a greater picture of who I am. I no longer do things that like strain me and make me so angry. Even if it comes to like food that I eat, places I shop in, brands that I patronize, I'm very conscious now of things that I like and things that I do. I follow a lot of fashion accounts and they post a lot of products and you would see a lot of product that you really like but also that I know what fits my body I know what I love to wear it helps me not to fall into the fast fashion market and fall into the trendy train and I only buy things that I genuinely genuinely like and it's it, that only happened because I started noting tiny details about myself <laughs> so this can really help you you know if you're wondering why this particular when you wear this particular vest or this color it doesn't look good on you then stop buying it because you don't like it and your body doesn't like it so stop buying it <laughs> that is like that's like my brain talking right now telling me to stop buying pencil trousers especially black trousers they just don't look good on me or maybe i haven't found the perfect pair of black trousers oh god okay so back to <laughs> what i was saying that is just in fashion it can go to even a deeper aspect of your life when it comes to relationship and people that you associate with if you know that you don't mend well with people that are quiet that you're someone that loves to have conversation then stop forcing people that are quiet to speak to you if you see that this individual doesn't really love to respond a lot during conversation they just love to listen then don't force them to speak you know just be around people that you naturally flow with and you can only know this if you know yourself if not you just keep because a bad 
workman fights with his tools. So you'll be fighting with people, you'll be clashing with people because you don't know yourself. And this was my experience. This was me. And I, I needed that to stop because it was so much drama. It was so unnecessary. And I had to get my shit together in terms of career. And you can't really split your time with trying to please other people at the same time trying to build a life for yourself and be your own main character you cannot you literally cannot it's it's like you have to pick one if you do the two you're gonna lose your mind and I had to tell myself that I had to realize that so that I could finally begin the journey so I let go of you know everybody's uh, expectations and I let go of what everyone was saying that brings me to even this example a girl was introducing herself and during a part of her introduction she was like people say I'm quiet people say I'm this people say she said she said a couple of things and at the end she was like but I think I am this you said like seven things people said about you and you only said one thing about yourself in that moment, I just realized that that is most of us. We describe ourselves or how based on how other people see us or how other people describe us. And that's why we go to that extra length to ask people, what do you think I am? What kind of person do you think I am? Like, no, you don't need to ask anybody what kind of person they think you are. You need to know who you are. That's what I had to tell myself. Like, you don't need anybody describing you to you. I've gone, like, I'm going to, like, say this. Yes, I have really asked even strangers, what do you think of me? Yeah, sometimes it's good to, like, have, you know, research analysis about yourself, like, top of your head. But if you go into the stage that you can only describe yourself based on what other people have said about you, then, yeah this main character journey is what you need to take you need to take on your script and start figuring out what your lines are and stop reading other people's lines because you are encroaching (laughs) imagine reading other people's line in life imagine like even playing supporting character in people's life while they are the main characters in their life i have been there and nope i do not want to be there anymore so i plan on keeping up with my journey and consistently paying attention to my emotions, my feelings and my actions so that I could have a data, overall data of how I operate as an individual. And this playing a role that someone has assigned to you in life can manifest as being a daughter. Like to bring it down to Nigerian context, being the first daughter being the first son or being the first graduate in the family so we embody some of these labels and lenses that people around us or the society around us has viewed us as not even knowing what we want to be as the first daughter okay what are the things first daughter is supposed to do i'm supposed to marry early because i am first you know I have taken that role as first daughter or I'm the first son. I'm supposed to build a house in my father's village. So you you don't even really know what you want to do. You just want to do what society has called you. You've defined yourself. You've taken up that script that society has given you and you've embodied it. Ah, This has really happened to the best of us. And 
main character babes guys main character 2022 we're done with that script we're onto our own script we're gonna write our own script even if our the writers are underfunded the directors are like you know probably like drunkards or weed heads it doesn't matter we're gonna write this script we're going to play this script and we're gonna be main characters and that's it that's just, that's just all it is and that is the end <laughs> oh this was a really fun episode honestly i'm glad that i was able to let loose and like you know turn out and get you guys to like vibe with me so to conclude this episode i'm gonna read a paragraph from one of the books that changed my perspective on life it's a milestone book for me because it helped me cross over to another stage of enlightenment the book is the secret lives of Babashe's wife by lola shonoyi i hope i didn't butcher her name because i really enjoyed reading this book and the paragraph goes i will remember Babashe. i won't miss him but i will remember him Perhaps on some days I will remember him with fondness. I have learned many things from the years I spent under his roof. It was being in his house that shook me awake. I will be thankful for that. The wives will be relieved by my departure, I know. <laughs> Maybe not a yatobe, but the other two will remember me as the weekend wind that upturned the tranquility of their home. When they talk about me, they will console one another by calling me the uppity outsider, the one who couldn't cut it as the aloe wife. I will remember them as inmates because what really separates us is that I have rejoined my life's path. They are going nowhere. Don't think I can't see the challenges ahead of me. People will say I'm a second-hand woman. Men will hurt and ridicule me, but I won't let them hold me back. I will remain in the land of the living. I am back now and the world is spread before me like an egg cracked open. This was such a powerful ending for the book. Like I said, when I read this book, it helped me see myself more as the main character. It helped me embrace myself as a main character because the book is written in such a way that every character in this book had their backstory told. So everyone has a story. As much as, you know, we can be like, so focused on what other people are doing and comparing and contrasting and trying to meet expectations each person we're trying to impress is in their own story too that i think that's what they call sonder that when you realize that other people are living their lives too (laughs) so but sometimes we don't live consciously in our main character and this book if you can get your hands on it please do Maybe when you read the book, you might not feel the same way as I do. But if you if you want to try it out, just do it. I'm, it's it's really not a must because I think you might read the book and you're like, "What's this girl talking about?" Nothing she said relates to this book. What is she saying? But and maybe I see a different meaning because of my background and where I come from. The author is Nigerian, so she really highlighted um, a lot of issues that someone from my cultural background would understand so but if you want to get a glimpse and you're someone that is inquisitive about other people's culture it would be a very interesting book for you to read so i would recommend you get it too and that concludes 
our today's episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate that you're listening. For those that really listened to the first episode, I saw the comments and the messages. Thank you. I included a very interesting playlist. Okay, so see the dynamic of my playlist is you have to listen to the lyrics. I am someone that appreciate the songwriting that goes into music. Songwriting and symphony for me, it has to sound right. If you're going to say a word, you have to say it with the emotion for me. That is how I categorize music. So when you're listening to my playlist, in case you're someone that listens for the beats or just you listen for the artist, uh, my playlist might really confuse you, but this might be like a good clarification that the playlist that I usually tag is listen to the emotion and the lyrics behind the song. For today's episode, I put together a collection of songs that would help activate your main character energy. That means the lyrics of the songs will contain really inspiring words that would help you step into your greater self. It's just like when you're vibing to the beats and you're hearing the lyrics, you feel good, you recite some of the lyrics, they hit you, you're like, that's good, that's good. <laughs> So hopefully you feel that way because I really like the songs that I put together. Do have a great weekend ahead and see you next time. Bye.